Hey everyone, welcome to another episode.、Uh, so, today, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about our experiences as a migrant in Australia. Yeah, that's right. So, so both of us are migrants to this country.、Uh, we, we both came、um, later in our years to, to complete our schooling. So, I, I came when I was 11 to do high school. What, what age were you when you came? I came here when I was 17. So, I finished year 11 and then I came to Australia. That means you didn't finish high school in your country? No, I didn't. So, how, I mean, but how were you, were you allowed to, to go to uni here? Well, because I had to go to college first. So I went to, a fun, I went to do a foundation study、uh, in a college in Melbourne. And then that gave me a pathway to go straight to Melbourne Uni. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty cool. See, like, I, mine was different. I, I just went to the high school system, sat the, what we call the HSC, the high school certificate.、Mm. And then once you got the right marks to get into that particular course,、um, you just enrolled. How old were you when you came here? I was 11. Uh, and I came here and started year seven.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where were you from? So, originally from China, but migrated away from China at the age of two.、Mm. Grew up in Vanuatu、uh, until I was about,、uh, about 11. And then、um, my parents sent me over here for, I guess, a, a better education in, in many ways.、Mm. So, I guess you came here a lot younger than I was.、Mm. That's hence our English accent's different. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the fun, funny thing is,、um, when you come over to Australia,、uh, one of the things that happens to you is you start to adopt the accent of this country gradually.、Mm. For, for different people, it works differently. But certainly, when you come here earlier in your life, you pick it up a lot faster. I remember when I was、um, after my second term in, in Australia, I went back and met some of my friends in Vanuatu, and they said, Your English sounds funny. <laughs> and I said, what, what do you mean? They said, You've got a different accent. <laughs> and,、uh-huh. and then that's when I, I realized okay, I must be slowly adopting an Australian accent. Yeah. But I think, you know,、um, the majority, I guess the big influence that you had was because you went to high school where you meet a lot of local students.、Mm. While I <laughs> went to foundation study, or you can say it's a college where most of the students, I would say everybody, are international students. So, for me, it's actually very difficult to adopt Australian accent because I don't mingle with、um, local students even when I went to uni. I still hang out with my group of friends, which we are all international students. That's true. That's, that's a really good point. And, and actually, that just reminded me Australian accent, I think, is a very broad term because, for example, I realized that the, the country boys, You know, people from Dubbo or other like regional parts of Australia, they would have a different accent to people who lived, for example, in Sydney CBD.、Mm. And then when I went to Adelaide for work, I realized that they had a different accent than Sydney ciders.、Um, so I think each、um, state almost or each region probably has a slight, slightly different accent.、Um, and I don't know, have you come across Australian slang before? Yeah, actually, I had a lot of、um, funny stories when I came to Australia. Well, I guess like, the first thing that I find it really odd is that I need to call my teacher by their first name, which is very, <laughs> I think, personally, I think that's quite rude. Because back in my, well, I'm from Indonesia. So when you 
call your teacher, you would say um, sir or madam or miss. But here, they said, oh, call me Glenn. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> I'm not your friend. <laughs> so that was the, the, like, you know, the difference, uh, the culture shock that I had. Mm. Uh, but in terms of slang, I think um, I only kind of encountered that later on in my life in Australia when I, uh, when I started working full-time and I started to mingle with local Australians. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, for example... <clears throat> My colleague would say, I reckon, da, 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 and I was like, what's reckon? <laughs> I actually had to look up dictionary. I was like, what's reckon? No one, you know, I don't learn <laughs> that. Um, and I don't know whether that's a slang or not. Is that, is that formal or is that a slang? I think uh, in, in some ways, uh, it, it probably is a little bit colloquial. Mm. Um, you know, one of the other ones that <clears throat> I, I remember encountering in my early days was, um, she'll be right, mate. Mm. And I was thinking, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, yeah, so 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 it Australian slang again. When I went to Adelaide, um, one of the things that they uh, this is probably not slang, but probably more English that's used unique to South Australia is um, we're gonna have tea. Mm. And for me, tea meant really just afternoon tea you know a, a, a cup of tea cup of coffee with some biscuits mm. something like that but for them it actually meant dinner yes yes i am i was so confused too when my uh, my boss wife was like that was like uh at four o'clock she told me oh i'm gonna go home at six o'clock and make tea and i was thinking well i think i know what she meant she meant dinner but i just couldn't understand why it's called tea mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was also another thing that I was like, okay, you know, this is so different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, the slang is something that you pick up more as you go. Mm. And even now, I'm still learning. Uh, it depends on who you meet. I find that uh, with the older generation, they have a different slang. They have a different say, uh, way of saying things. Mm. Um, and I just still find that it's very uh, interesting, something mm. that you can't learn from the textbook. Yeah. So what what were some other things that you found interesting when you first came to Australia? Um, I guess the thing that I find interesting when I came here is um, the the pace. Uh, Everyone is just so relaxed. Mm. Um, Everyone and so nice. I cannot believe how nice people are. On the road, on the street, inside the shopping mall, everyone is so nice. When I say nice, for example, you know, like in the Asian countries, or I would say especially Southeast Asian, nobody gives way. Mm. Whether it is uh, you at a shopping mall or you are on the street driving, no one gives way. Everyone is like, okay, first come, first serve kind of thing. But here, people are like, when people like open the door for me, wait for me. It was even though I was like ten minutes away, they would like <laughs> hold on, hold the door and yeah. like wait for me. I felt <clears throat> so weird. Like people are really really nice here. Mm. Um, and in a way, like I I find I find it like really, um, I guess like that's what I love about Australia because people are very nice here. Yeah. Um. So far, of course, you know you would encounter odd occasion with some very rude people Mm. but i would say like most people here are very nice 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I remember uh, when I when I came to Australia, I just remember how helpful everyone was, especially being a first time migrant to this country. Like I came from Vanuatu, you know, I <clears throat> I had seen escalators a few times. I'd probably seen a lift a few times. Mm. Um, we we were just that backward, mm. and so coming to Australia, like so many things were new to me, uh, but the people here were, were, were very helpful. And then, you know, what you spoke about before, where people here were so patient and, and gave way to other things. I remember when my mom first came here and um, we were lining up at, at the supermarket uh, waiting to pay at the cashier. So in Chinese, I guess, um, practice, I mm. would say, what they would do is if you've got your money ready, you can squeeze in in front of someone else and pay and then leave. And she tried to do that. And I had to explain to her that that's not how it works here. You know, people line up and you actually respect the queue. Mm. Um, but you know, like you said before, um, obviously in in any uh, culture, there will be um, you know the good and the bad, mm. uh, and often the bad is a minority. Yeah. But did you experience any racism when you were in Australia? Not <clears throat> particularly, I don't think. Nothing that I can remember. I mean, you would hear you know like snide remarks from people who may be drunk or mm. like. Just a bit emotionally unstable, I would say. That's on the side of the street, especially like on a, on a Friday night. You know, mm. uh, they'll just randomly yell at you. But sometimes I can't even make sense of what they're trying to say. So that's yeah. And um, there was one occasion where I was serving. I was this was when I was still in uni. I was doing um, casual work at KFC, and I had a customer that yelled really loudly at me when I was serving at the counter. Mm. And I was in shock. I was so shocked that I couldn't even, you know, like, there was like literally like a minute where I was like, I was so shocked that I was like blank and everybody, I feel like the whole world just stopped at that moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I think that person was not mentally well at that time anyway. Mm. So yeah, I don't think I have you know, I encounter anything that is very bad before. Mm. Yeah, I agree to, to that. I think Australians on the whole as a society are very tolerant mm. of other cultures. And, and because we're such a multicultural society, I think it, the good thing is people have been exposed to different cultures. They've learned to accept the differences. Um, and, and as you mentioned, I think, you know, certainly I have come across some racism. But I think, you know, for example, let's take coronavirus at this time. I yeah. know that um, Asian people have been the subject of racism, but I think that's more out of fear of, mm. of what's going to happen if they interact with you. Um, and that's also, I guess, um, the media has a part to play in that also, mm. spreading fear that, you know, if you come into contact with someone from Asia, then you'll catch coronavirus. Mm. So I think, it, you know, it's certainly out of character for, for someone, I think, in Australia to be racist. Yeah, and I think um, actually a lot of people are quite accommodating because when I first came here, I find that I was very insecure about my English. Mm. Um, you know, I could write, I could read when I was you know, back uh, in Indonesia, but when it comes to speaking, because we don't converse with anyone, with our friends in English. Mm. So for me, speaking was my um, most insecure part of myself when I came to Australia. But even then, I find that people would just be very patient trying to understand what I was trying to say. Mm. So I find that that was helpful. Yeah. yeah. In making, you know, in helping me to become more confident mm. in speaking English. Yeah. 
So with this next question that I'm going to ask you, I guess our experience is a little bit different with this too, but how did you find a place to live when you first came here? Yeah, so when I came here, I didn't come by myself. I came with a like a long dis like a very long distant relative. Mm. Um so we came here together to study in the college. Um I wasn't that close to her. Um but I guess our parents sort of like sent us together because then we can have each other to help uh, mm. and then also just a friend to accompany. So then actually my parent organized a place for us too because at that time when well, I was 17 mm. so uh, Australian regulation required that you have a uh, guardian so because I was underage oh, okay. so then um, my mom I think um, well the option is either I do a homestay where I stay in someone's place that the university has already organized mm-hmm. or my mom can find a local or a permanent resident here and who can be my guardian. So she found that person through a friend friend in Indonesia. Um, so we just stay at their place um, and they happen to live in the city. So and they have a three bedroom apartment. So me and my relative, we just share a room in that apartment. Oh, wow. Okay. Because uh, I know a, a lot of um, people, migrants who come here and especially as they're attending university. I know university sometimes has accommodation that's linked to it. Mm. But if you're trying to rent a place, you know, without any rental history in Australia um, and, and on your own, I think sometimes that can be hard because a lot of the real estate agents here want to look at your rental history, yeah. whereas you don't have one yeah. in, in Australia. Yes, correct. And that's why I think it's good if you can find a flatmate when you mm. first came. Like my case is literally my guardian is my flatmate and so that makes things easier Mm. and plus when i move here i don't have to buy any furniture and of course you know we know that when you come here and rent a place an apartment all of them are unfurnished Mm. so you need to buy everything from scratch so i didn't have to buy to do that the only thing i need to buy was my own bed which was okay everything else i just use what they have yeah, yeah. That's, what about you? That's true. Well, for, for me, I was probably a little bit more fortunate. Our, our parents um, got us a place, mm. uh, which, you know, which was close to our university. So we would often walk to university. Um, but even then, you know, on, on that topic, you know, I, I found it actually um, obviously cheaper to walk to university because I was so close to it. Mm. Um, but public transport is one of those things in Australia, which I, I think is quite convenient. Maybe not as convenient as somewhere like Singapore, uh, where, where they've got that the metro. Um, but still, you know, there's a lot of buses, there's trains. Um, and, and I found it quite easy to understand how the whole network uh, ran because it wasn't as complex. What about in Melbourne? Did you find it easy to, to navigate around Melbourne when you first came? Yeah, I mean, I live pretty central and um, my uni is probably about 15 minutes from the city. Uh, so it's not that bad. I actually walked to my uni because I was trying to save money. <laughs> um, because, you know, I calculated, well, you know, each each way, it's about $3.50 by tram. So I guess in Melbourne, has a little bit more option than Sydney because we have tram. Mm. And back then in the city, if you take the tram, it's you have to pay. Well, now it's free, I believe. So that you know, good for the other students, but I had to pay. So I walked to uni. That that 
I walked there and back. That probably is about more than half an hour each way. Mm. I treat it mm. like a like I'm exercising, so yeah. it's good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, definitely good exercise. It, I mean, the one thing I found weird about Melbourne and in terms of like the whole tram system is that I remember the first time I came to Melbourne, I encountered this thing called hook turns. <laughs> now, if you're listening, uh, we won't spoil it for you, but go on Google and look up what hook turns are because uh, it's truly bizarre and you, I don't think you see it anywhere else in, in Australia, not even in Sydney. No, but I think that's such a great system. <laughs> I don't find it weird. I find it like safe option rather than just waiting in the middle of the road and, you know, waiting for your turn to to, to, to turn. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just find that that's pretty good. So, yeah. Um, but before you were in uni, where did you stay? I actually stayed um, at school. So my parents sent me to a boarding school here because the school that they sent me to uh, was a bit far from where my relatives lived mm. and was quite far from where my guardian lived. Uh, it would have made it quite difficult to to go back and forth from school on Monday to Friday. Yeah. So the only other option was to keep me at school. Mm. And for me, that, uh, you know, as, as a young child, uh, person in Australia that was really good because I made lifelong friends uh, there's a group of five or six of us and we're still you know really good friends until this day um, you know their families were so generous they would take me out on weekends um, you know they all lived near that area I was the only one that didn't so I'm very grateful you know that they they showed me a lot of kindness and, and hospitality mm, yeah um, but yeah later you know I, I would move out into the city uh, to be closer to the university where I went to study. Um, but I'm, I I loved living in the city for a while because I would walk five minutes down the road and we had this thing called Paddy's Market. I think in, in, in Melbourne, it'd be the equivalent. Victoria of Market. Yeah, that's right. And you could literally buy anything. Um, so I, I guess that was just as convenient for, for you, right? To buy groceries. Yeah. I go to Victoria Market. Well, I went to Victoria Market every Saturday mm. when I first went, um, went to Australia because I find that they tend to sell cheaper um, fruits and veggies. So. More uh, kinder to the student budget, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but did you find it easy to buy, I guess, groceries that you would need for, for home cooking, you know, uh, for recipes that you, you got from your mom or your grandma, you know? Um, recipes uh, or the ingredients that were that you'd normally find in Indonesia did you find it easy to uh, buy in Australia yeah actually that was one of my mom's worry when she first sent me here because you know you watch um, English uh, movies and everything just looks so westernized right mm. like you you eat steak and spaghetti pizza and doesn't seem to have um, other type of food apart from Western food, but we were quite surprised when we came here that you can find all sorts of food mm. here, and that includes the ingredients as well. So, um, there was one Indonesian groceries uh, that I encounter when I live in the city. So that was very good. I actually visited that store probably like twice a week or something. Mm. So it was yeah, it was pretty easy, even in the local. Um, supermarket like Coles and Woolworths they sell uh, the 
international products, which you you know they have the basic ones that you probably need when you're mm. cooking. Yeah, actually, I I agree with that. You know, I I was so surprised that uh, when I came over to Australia, you know. In in Chinatown, basically, you know, you could find everything that you would need in Chinese cooking. Mm. Um, and then, you know, as as I got a little bit older and as I ventured out towards other suburbs, I realized, wow, you know, you can get you know Indonesian food in this particular suburb. You can get Indian, uh, you know, food in this particular suburb. And and so that's what I love about this country. In that, regardless of what country you come from. Uh, if you come to Australia, you can always find like this suburb or a few suburbs that um, have have a lot of people that share the same ethnic background mm. uh, who can support you. And also, you know, if you're feeling homesick, there's more more likely than not that there will be something there uh, that will help cure that homesickness. Yeah, um, and that's what I love about Australia. Like, I think I still haven't found any other country that have. The amount of varieties, the of food, um, different cuisine, like mm. in Australia, mm. yeah, Th- that's so true. I mean, probably the US comes uh, comes Next, closest, yeah. Um, but most of the other countries that I've been to, you know, even for example, I, I I go to I've been to China quite a few times, and even though I could find, for example, Vietnamese, Thai, Japanese food in um, in China, a lot of it is opened by Chinese people. Who who may or may not have gone to that country and studied how to cook that cuisine, but I've cooked it probably based on some recipe. So it, it's not the same. Whereas mm. in Australia, I love it that you go to a Thai restaurant, and you know basically the entire place is staffed with people from Thailand. Yeah, the chefs are from Thailand, and you know you're getting the authentic flavors to a certain extent. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I guess we have sort of come to an end of our first episode. For this series called Experience in Australia, so um, we would share more in the next episode, and hopefully you guys will enjoy the next episode. Yeah, and if you if there are things that you want us to cover about, you know, um, our your our experiences as a migrant, uh, things that you want us to speak about, let us know. Uh, you know, leave a comment, and then we'll try and cover that in our next post. Yeah, I think I've really enjoyed this episode. Cool. Uh, look, looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm.